Wonder, curiosity, connection. Where will your adventures take you? I'm Dr. Diane, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Adventures in Learning. All right, you guys, are you ready for the first broadcast from inside a volcano? So my name is Ole. That's my nickname, but my full name is Olaver Thor Juliusson. And you are the one who runs Inside the Volcano. Yes, I'm one of the co-founders and co-owners of the Inside the Volcano. So this is an incredible experience. How on earth did you wind up starting a business where you get to go inside the uh, volcano? So we knew about the place and we knew about the area. And uh, that's so uh, we hadn't come here. We are like uh, we have a background as a rescue squad member. So we came here mostly to practice like the row to like to descend on the rope and climb back up on the rope so it was more like a practice than 2010 and we decided to try maybe some kind of a lift or elevator to to take travelers inside and the lift in the elevator that's an incredible feat of engineering how did you decide that was the way to take people up and down uh, that was uh, the the main reason was that we saw that the, the opening of the crater was quite like a level so we could put this like a huge beam from a filting crane on the top of it. And from there, we could attach uh, a, a lift, like a, we can say a similar lift to which is used on skyscrapers. So so that's how we did it. That's the place you are visiting. And it actually means three. So this 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 letter here, we, we call it FOT. But it's like a TH in English, so we say three nuka kiur, and it actually means three peak crater. So we have three volcanoes out there, but of course only one crater. And as you know, now after the trip, this is the only crater which kept open after the eruption, and it's like that is still this big mystery. So it's a couple of mile hike from the business offices of Inside the Volcano to Thing Nukakir. And on the day that we did our hike, it was raining, it was sleeting, and it was coming in sideways. You can hear the wind as we walk. So the Three Peaks Crater has been dormant for 4,000 years. And as you look across the lava fields, you can see that moss and lichen have begun to grow. That's usually the first sign in a lava field of increased life. You're going to start seeing the moss grow first, and from that, other plant life and vegetation will grow. In Iceland, it takes much longer for the vegetation to grow because of the shorter growing cycle. We made it to the base camp where we'll get fitted up to go descend into the volcano itself. We're going to be going into the empty magma chamber. And the cool thing about this is it is deep enough. It's 400 feet deep at the point we're going in. You could easily fit the Statue of Liberty into it, just to give you a sense of the size. And this particular volcano, um, it last erupted 4,000 years ago? Yes. Um, what makes this particular volcano so special? So this is the the only open crater which kept open after the eruption, which make it very special, and no one knows exactly why. So that is still the biggest mystery here. But it seems like instead of filling up at the end of the eruption, it like drained away all the magma. So that is so 
But it's still a mystery and no one knows exactly why. Mysteries are good. They are. They are. So after putting on the appropriate safety gear at the base camp, we prepare to make the descent 400 feet into the earth as part of the Inside the Volcanoes experience. So we begin our descent into the volcano in what reminds me a lot of a window washing rig. Our expert guide, who you'll get to meet a little bit later, is Haldor Albertson, or Dory. But for now, listen to his voice as he helps explain what we're seeing as we make our way to the bottom of the magma chamber. So basically, all the equipment we're using here, and this is just a custom built for this location. But for the first 45 meters on our way down, we are traveling through all of the layers that were stacked up during the eruption that took place here 4,500 years ago. And then at the depth of 45 meters, we start to travel into what used to be ground level prior to this eruption taking place. But then we start to travel into older layers. Over here, notice, you can actually see how the crater is layered up. Layer by layer, stacked on top of each other like bricks. So basically, during the eruption, when magma is flowing up through here and spitting out from the top, in every small explosion, more material is splashed onto the sides, and then it solidifies layer by layer, and that's how the crater grows in height during the eruption. That's just really cool. Now notice how the density of the rock is suddenly increasing. So the line between the layers here, this was ground level 4,500 years ago. Then this here was just solid ground. But back then, the wall over here was attached to the wall over here. But then due to increased pressure inside the magma chamber deeper down, then at some point the ground reaches a limit in terms of strength and just rips up open. Starts off as a fissure, and now, on your side over here, there's opening up view towards the other end of the fissure. Then you have magma filling up this whole cavity and spitting out from the top. And you can just imagine the energy and the forces involved in something like this taking place. Hi, my name is Árni Thor Lárusson, and uh, I've been working here. But this is my first summer here in, inside the volcano. And what you what brought you to this amazing office inside a volcano? <laughs> well, uh, I'm an actor, uh, and I have many friends that have been working here over the over the years, and they've al always been, you know, encouraging me to come down here, and I don't regret it. Regret it. It's a true honor to be able to work here and descend here every week. It's amazing. And as I'm looking around here, what are we seeing? Um, All right. So, for example, if you turn the camera here, uh, you are actually looking at mineral and gases that have uh, oxidized from this magma chamber. So, for example, the yellow here, that is sulfur or sulfur oxide, and the green is copper. And then if you look a bit up here, you can see the red, that is iron or rusted iron. And then you can see the black lines that go all the way down here, that is scorched basalt or scorched rock. So the heat from the magma was so intense that it actually burned the rock. For example, here up to the left here, we call it Satan's eye or devil's eye. This was uh, formed in a gas bubble explosion. So there was condensed gas that was over there. And when it goes into contact with 
the magma, it exploded into the rock and scorched the rock itself. And when was the last time that this volcano erupted? 4,500 years ago. So it's been a while. We yeah. should be okay today. Yeah. But in the geological terms, that was yesterday, but not you're completely safe here, yes. And how do you get inside a volcano? Like, this is amazing. Yeah, so, well, there was a man here in 1974 called Altni, and he hoisted down in a rope, and um, there was no power here, so he went all the way down, and he didn't see anything. So it wasn't until 20 years later that, that, that they went down with a team, and they went down with generators and lights and turned it on. And then they could see this uh, incredible chamber and all of the colors inside of it. But now uh, we have this lift that you can see that barely, it just fits uh, in the crater. So um, it takes around eight passengers. And it is, uh, a, well, I call it a glorified window cleaning lift, but it's uh, really nice. Something special seeing it come down as well. It really is. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. So this is Dr. Diane, and I have to tell you, my impression is we're in here. This is a sacred space. It's so powerful, and truly, you can feel the power inside. Though, And to see the power that that eruption had behind it, you can see the um, the layers of rock. You can feel just the immense power that was in here and it's absolutely stunning okay so we are inside a volcano and i am here with the one the only Steve spangler <laughs> i'm here at dr diane it's the only place in the world you can do this seriously i uh, talk about professional development it's the only place in the world that you can see and you can feel this this is an emotional time it's absolutely amazing. So as we're looking around at the different layers, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Um, so the science in me says uh, sulfur and copper and iron oxide and scorched basalt. All those things are a little silica that's in there. But then as I look around, I see teachers who are speechless. And I think that maybe when they're standing here on their own, they might start thinking about the why once again. Why did I get into this in the first place? Why am I inspired to teach children? Why am I inspired to create experiences? And so our job is to create experiences for teachers to, so they'll rejuvenate, so they'll go back into their that classroom and then re-inspire their children. Well, and you're always finding ways to help make those connections and those experiences. How did you find a volcano? This absolutely <laughs> tops everything. It's only been 11 years that they really have had this open for people. Oli, who you'll meet upstairs uh, and, and we saw coming down, again, tells the story of descending with a rope and not seeing much until finally it opens up. And it's not until they had lights like this uh, and, and the ability to be able to come down with that window washer rig and bring people back up again that uh, that been able to do it. So what a fantastic... Hi, I'm Beth Best from Denver, Colorado. This is the most amazing place. The colors are striking. That's what has really impressed me. It's just the vibrancy of the colors. This is probably the most amazing thing that's happened since I've come to Iceland. I am touching the side of a volcano and not the outside of a volcano. I'm touching the inside of a volcano.
All too soon, it was time to leave the magma chamber of the volcano and make the six-minute ascent back to the surface. The storm had passed, and we get to reward ourselves with some incredible soup at base camp, and you get to meet some of the really cool people behind inside the volcano. I'll start by introducing yourselves. Uh, My name is uh, Jonas, and uh, I am a tour guide here at Inside Volcano. My name is Dori, uh, and I'm a lip operator at Inside the Volcano. And how long have you worked here? How did you come to be here? Seven years. I just went to a job interview and uh, didn't get the job. <laughs> and then uh, I tried again a year later, and that worked out for me. I've been here now for eight years, uh, and I was brought in by a friend as a background in... Uh, you know, mountain rescue and tool cutting uh, prior to that. And when we went down um, earlier, you told me that you had the best office in the world. Exactly. How did you wind up with that beautiful office? Uh, well, yeah, as I said, due to my background sort of in uh, in guiding and, uh, and mountain rescue, it was a perfect fit into the team here. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And you're an engineer as well, you said. A mechanical engineer as well. So my sort of day-to-day job is for a medical device company. Okay. What's the best part about working here? It's definitely the amazing staff that works here. And you're constantly meeting new people. Yeah. And also you're kind of outside, whatever the weather. So these other jobs, they tend to be a lot of inside, sitting, doing, uh, yeah, nine to five and... But now you're just outside if it's rain, hail, wind, doesn't matter. Does going down into the volcano ever get old? No. No. <laughs> it doesn't. What's the best part about doing that? No cell reception. No. I think it's, well, kind of They put a new cell tower at the peak, so if you stand in the middle, you'll get pinged a bit. But if you move to the sides, you don't. Uh, I would say... It's always just a very, very nice calming experience. I mean, it's also nice to give people um, a memorable experience as well. That's always uh, quite giving. And what do you hope people come out of the volcano remembering? I mean, this is a natural wonder. It's the only volcano in the world that you can enter like this. So it's a truly unique experience. Um, It's just amazing being part of of that experience with all of these amazing people that come here. The walk back from base camp was sunny and much less windy. The rain had stopped and it gave us time to really appreciate the beauty of the lava fields and the potential trolls who were dwelling in the different rocks. As I was walking, I found myself thinking a lot about the difference between what's known as a tourist eruption, a small minor eruption, and something that would be considered much more significant, like E15, which happened a few years ago. Lucky for us, Oli was ready to explain the difference. And this is what we call a tourist eruption. It's a really, really beautiful eruption. And there are like everyone and their grandmother is called. (laughs) So all the tourists in Iceland, they go there, All Icelanders are going there, and they are behaving badly. Mm -hmm. They are cooking hot dogs and (laughs) holding (laughs) eggs, 
They, can, they are climbing on the new lava, and it's amazing that no one dies, but someone gets hurt, and people are like, are acting like very foolish. But the reason people want to go there, and then I have another photo of uh, the eruption last year, yeah. it is like extremely beautiful. And also to hear the sound, it's like, it's, something like it's, it's like someone is really, really hungry underneath there. And you can see the idiots here, right? because this is like, this is like a flowing rock. This is a thousand degree flowing magma, and it travels exactly the same as like everything in the nature. The easiest way, if you just pour a water, it flows like the easiest way, exactly like the magma. And you can see how beautiful it is when we have a little bit of a snow and the sun is setting. And of course, people want to, to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what we call like a, a touristic eruption. And this is very similar to the crater you were seeing like one hour ago or so. So the, that was also a very small eruption. And this eruption lasts for like two or three weeks. So that is a very, very small one. But we can have another type of eruption. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. And because you are going to see another volcano, or actually many volcanoes in this tour, not any open ones, of course. This is the only open. Uh, but 2010, we had a really big eruption from one of the central, like central volcanoes. Uh, and I don't know if you remember this, Eyjafjallajökull, or for many of because it's so hard to say it, it was like, it was much easier to say E15. So it's an E and then bunch of 15 other letters. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was CNN who started saying this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and I'm going to show you what eruption like that looks like. That's nothing touristic about that. It's a catastrophic. Mm. It oh. can be like 50, 20 to 50,000 times bigger than a, like a normal touristic eruption. So what happens here, there is so much amount of magma coming up, it melts the ice cap, so the ice starts flowing into the crater, that is causing a constant explosions. So we have this like a fine ash going like two or three miles up in the air, and then it travels exactly the same way as the wind. So the wind takes the ash, when this erupted 2010, we were quite lucky that the wind was mostly blowing from north-west, so they brought the ash over to UK. But <laughs> instead, the people in UK, they hated us a lot, because what happens, you, everything gets gray, sits on your cars and everything. It is actually a good f fertilizer. We, we, we have noticed that. But it is stopping all like the flight traffic in the area. Yeah. Because because if it gets into the engines, it's it's like a, it can be a catastrophic. Mm -hmm. And uh, because you have seen a uh, uh, only open volcano crater today, open, I'm gonna show you how the crater here looks like from a satellite photo. This is the crater of E15, 2010. And you can see that it's like something, someone like really, really angry there. And this can be like a 10 miles long where, where the opening is. 
where the ass and the magma is coming up. Mm-hmm. So imagine the power and what is going on underneath. If we have eruption or like a volcano, which is like 20,000 times bigger than we were looking at today. So it's, uh, so we, when, when this, something like this happened, like all the alarm system in Iceland is like really on guard. You can. Is there any other place in the world where you can have an experience like this? Where you... No, this is actually the only open crater in the whole world we know of. And um, what do you hope that the visitors who come here take away? What do you hope that they actually learn? to uh, understand a little bit better about volcanoes and the forces of nature and actually how small we are comparing to the universe and like so and of course learn to respect the nature that is the most important thing to protect and respect the nature you've been listening to the adventures in learning podcast with your host dr diane If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, download, and let us know what you think, and please tell a friend. If you want the full show notes and the pictures, please go to drdianeadventures.com. We look forward to you joining us on our next adventure.